The title of the message this morning is Fulfilling Our Mission. Hallelujah. It says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Now I could stop right there. Now I want you to think about that picture right now. I'm sorry, is it Luke 10.16? Oh, I'm sorry, Matthew. That's what I did wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry, Matthew 10.16. Yeah, Matthew 10.16, not Luke. Hallelujah. I am sending you like sheep among the wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just uh, pray that you help me today, Lord. And um, I pray that you would touch this word, Lord. And Lord, that you would help equip us, Lord God, as we um, focus on fulfilling your mission, Lord, in life. And um, Lord, that you uh, we would take your words, Lord, to heart. And that we'd live in a mouth each and every day, Lord. In your name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. So I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. That uh, really struck me this week. Um, Think about that picture if you can. This is Jesus speaking. Now remember, Jesus is the good shepherd. He's the one that kind of puts us in the sheepfold. And He's the one that protects us from the wolves, protects us from the outside elements. But uh, what is He saying here? I want you to picture that if you can. I want you to picture um, you're a sheep, and not only is at this point now are you not being protected in the fold, but He's saying, I'm sending the sheep out in the middle of a bunch of wolves. And this is a part of Scripture, if you look at the background here, in Luke, or I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus is sending out the twelve. So this is their first mission. And how many know your first mission is very important? And so Jesus is kind of giving them the ground rules of what it's going to look like when you go out into the world. And so we as Christians, we have a mission to fulfill. Just like in the military, if you were to stand and you're getting ready for a battle, uh, you would have a mission that you would have to accomplish and they would have to prepare you. In fact, I pulled up an old uh, speech here. Uh, this is before the D-Day invasion. And how many know that was a, a very fascinating day in history uh, where they were standing on the beaches ready to invade and a lot of those young men knew that they would never come back home. You know, they were young, they'd never really lived their life, and they knew that the entire world was watching, and if they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish that day, uh, that they would uh, break the back of the enemy that day. And here's the speech um, that was given by General Eisenhower before they went onto the beaches. He said, soldiers, sailors, and airmen, allied expeditionary forces, you are about to embark on a great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. 
In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms, and on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of the Nazi tyranny over oppressed peoples of Europe and security of the world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year, 1944, and much has happened since the triumphs of the Nazi party in 1940 and 41. And he goes on, and at the very end he says, I have full confidence in your courage, your devotion to duty, and your skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory, good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of the Almighty God upon the great and noble undertaking. And how many see that this is Jesus in the same fashion standing in front of his disciples, teaching them how he is going to send them. And so it's their first mission. The twelve are going out. He's equipping them to lay hands on the sick, to cast out demons, to literally confront evil. And what's different with D-Day, what's different with Winston Churchill saying, all I have to offer is blood, sweat, and tears... Jesus is saying, I am going to send you like a sheep among wolves. Now, if you were to ask a wolf what he wants for lunch, how many know that lamb chops are very high on the list? And so Jesus is trying to tell us something here. He's telling us something about the sheep and its nature. And he's telling us something about the wolf and its nature. In fact, you probably don't want to go too far with the sheep analogy because this is a very special type of sheep that he's talking about here. You notice that the sheep doesn't have the mind of a sheep because he says you have to have a mind that's shrewd and uh, very wise. You know, And then he says you also have to be very gentle. And so when he talks about a sheep, I mean... Sheep, when you start looking at the analogies, he's not really a uh, war animal, okay? Sheep is kind of chubby and has legs like a toothpick, and if they were to go into battle, really wouldn't do that well. In fact, if they hear wolves are in the vicinity, sometimes just the fear of wolves will cause them to run and break a leg. You know, sometimes if something like a rabbit or something just jumps out from behind a bush, uh, they'll get afraid and they'll stampede themselves off a cliff. I mean, oh, a sheep is not exactly a war animal. And he's saying that I'm sending you on a mission, and I want you to fulfill my mission, but I need you to be like a sheep uh, in the midst of wolves. And so what is Jesus trying to say uh, when he begins to... To, to give this scripture and what's he trying to warn us about? Well, look at, let's look at the verses after that. Matthew verse, chapter 10 verse 17. It says, be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings and witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time you will be given what to say? For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death. Father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, 
but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns till the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, not a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. It is the head of the, if the head of the house has not been called, has been called Beelzebub, how much more will the members of the household? So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside the Father's care. And even the very hairs on your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than the sparrows. So as we begin to look here, one thing that I think we've lost uh, in the church is our sense of mission. Like we sometimes don't realize that we have been called to a mission uh, for Christ. In fact, we're called to share the gospel with other people. And as we share that gospel, we have to have an expectation of what the battle is going to feel like. Like, if we're not expecting conflict, if we're not expecting a battle, then when the conflict actually happens and the battle actually happens, we're going to be confused and we're not going to know how to fight. So Jesus is saying, here on your first mission, as we stand here on the shores of a spiritual D-Day, how many know that there is a world out there that is dark? And there is a world out there that we're called to reach. And there's a world out there that needs to hear the gospel. In fact, it doesn't take very long to read the news and realize that this world needs this gospel. Your family needs the gospel. So Jesus is preparing His army for what they're going to experience in the next few moments. Like, what am I going to experience? In fact, you know everything we do here is to prepare us for when we leave here. This is where we sharpen our swords. This is where we get our equipment in order. This is where we um, strategize on what God's called us to do for the next moments of our week, you know. And God has called us to advance this gospel. And so the first thing he says is, it's going to be like you're a sheep among wolves. So I just want you to picture that sheep walking into the lunchroom. Right? Because this is what he's saying you're going to be like. <laughs> and he's just casually walking in and he's like, uh, hey guys, what, uh, what's for lunch? <laughs> you. <laughs> And so church, this is profound. I mean, these words are very profound. It's like, if I'm going to preach the gospel, I better be equipped with his understanding. The nature of the wolf is what he's trying to tell us. The nature of the wolf wants to damage you, wants to harm you, wants to um, devour any witness that you have for Christ and 
and it's going to be something that's going to be against you, but your reaction back has to be like a sheep. It can't be like a wolf. And so you're going to recognize some of these things that Jesus is talking about in these scriptures. In fact, uh, here's some good questions to ask. How do you deal with this conflict? How do you handle this battle and how do you handle the enemy? And so as we go into workplaces, as we go into public places, as we go into family functions, um, you're going to see these reactions are going to be towards you. you say, man, it almost seems like they hate me. It almost seems like they're against me. It almost seems like they want to devour me. They want to do negative things. And how many have ever experienced this in your faith where you just notice there's a, almost like a hatred for you and almost like a dislike? And so Jesus is preparing us for this, that this is going to happen when you begin to share your faith with people. And so um, here's something interesting that I read. The only way to avoid this conflict is to avoid the mission. Think about it. The only way to avoid this conflict is to avoid the mission. To follow Jesus is to be on a mission, and to avoid the mission means you're no longer following Jesus. Think about it. Hallelujah. So as we begin to look, he says, I'm sending you out as a sheep among wolves. And then he uses the word therefore. So we've got to figure out, based on the fact that he's sending us out like sheep among wolves, how should we behave? And so he said we should be shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. So you can start to see this gentle sheep and everybody around is on attack mold. And he's saying that that sheep really needs to learn to have great wisdom. Like needs to be very careful about way, the way that the sheep does things. And so one good word the Bible uses is circumspect. Like be very careful each step that you take because how many know that they will try to trap you? They will try to see you, um, you know, show emotions. They'll try to see you. They want to find some way to harm you. And so as sheep going in the midst of wolves, um, and you say, man, that sounds like a lot of preparation before I go to work. That, that's why we pray. That's why we seek the Lord and we try to say, Lord, you know, help me. As I go to work today, you know, I'm going to experience, you know, this type of people around me, but I'm trying to reach them with the gospel. And so he's saying, first of all, just learn to be, have wisdom. You know, read the word of God, see how Jesus reacted to the hostility to the people that were trying to, how many know that he always had lawyers around him trying to trip him up on questions? And Jesus was saying, if it happened to me, it's going to happen to you. How many ever feel like Jesus where they're always trying to trip you up on questions? <laughs> they're always saying, hey, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about you? And what about? And so Jesus is trying to prepare us for the battle. And sometimes as Christians, we don't realize that is the mission. That's the mission that in every interaction over the course of a day, 
That's the battle that God's trying to prepare us for as a sheep among wolves. Hallelujah. So he goes down and he, and, and here's, here's actually a good one. Colossians 4, 5. It says, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. And so that's a really good word of advice from Paul. How do we as a sheep act wisely? Paul said, just be very careful and live wisely among the non-believers trying to make a, a most of every opportunity. Hallelujah. And so he gives us three things to look for here. The first one he says is, in, in verses 16 to 20, the first one he says is, be on guard against men. And so that doesn't just mean that men are going to give you trouble. It means look, be on guard for men because Satan is looking. That's how he operates. He's going to operate with the people around you. And so one of the things that they were really dealing with here, in fact, their first real trouble that they ran into was the Jewish people. How many know that? Most of their persecution was with the Jews, but then Jesus also says, you're also going to run into the Gentiles. And so he said, be very careful, first of all, just beware of men. And so he's trying to teach a sheep who is very gentle and who's being attacked by everybody. He's saying, these are the things that we need to watch out for. And so the first thing he's saying is, just beware of men. And I think the thing you need to be really, really careful about. In fact, he says, be on guard against men because they will hand you over to the local councils and they will flog you in their synagogues. And so one of the things he was really looking for is how many know one of the first areas of attack for them was the church. And so you've got to be very careful because sometimes uh, you can be attacked in that realm. And then sometimes it's just people you work with. And so you're just always on guard to make sure as a sheep that I'm not devoured. In fact, uh, there's lots of places in the Bible um, where they actually avoided persecution. Like there was a time that persecution was ahead and Paul was let through a basket over the wall. You know, there were times that he claimed to be a Roman citizen and they did not persecute him. And so God wants us to be real careful uh, to just not intentionally run into abuse and just be careful and circumspect in how we walk. Uh, but God wants us to be very cautious. Uh, the second thing, he says in verse 21, brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will, be, will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Then he says in verse 22, all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Now this is a curveball that maybe you didn't see coming. Um, You start serving the Lord and it almost seems like people hate you. In fact, we were watching a movie this past week. I was telling the men about it on Saturday. And um, we were talking about a guy in that movie, he was kind of an angry man. He was just really, in fact, the movie was called um, After Death. And so half the movie was were people who died and had a vision of heaven. The other half were people that had a vision of hell. And one of the men was kind of an angry man. He just looked like an older, angry man. 
And he was talking about his life before the vision, and he was just bitter. Uh, him and his dad didn't get along, and and uh, he just had a lot of unforgiveness. He was very mean to his wife, mean to his kids. And, uh, and then he had a vision of heaven. And we were even talking about how that guy seemed to kind of stand out as a guy that was very bitter and just didn't seem like he fit in real well. But what was amazing was this guy had a vision of heaven and God told him, uh, he said, well, God, what do you want me to do? Because he experienced the love of God. And God said, if you'll just go back and love your wife. And he said, that's all you want me to do, God? You want me to just love my wife? And he said, um, you'll change the world if you can love your wife. It'll change everybody around you. And so what was really amazing is this man began to talk about his testimony after he began to love people. And he said that um, he uh, went back and began to love his wife unconditionally and just love her and he loved his family. He even went back to his dad and restored that relationship, forgave his dad. I think he led his dad to the Lord and they ended up being good friends. And then the family actually got angry with him. The family all left him. They got mad that he restored himself back with his dad. And uh, this is something that really will catch you off guard when you begin to serve the Lord is how many know that part of this mission is they will have an unreasonable hatred because they hated him first. And so something you'll begin to notice is, says you'll be hated of all men. You'll be hated by your family. Brothers will hate brothers. Family will hate family. And, and, and church, I'm just preparing you for this mission to succeed as God is asking us uh, to be a sheep among wolves. And uh, one of the things that we're going to run into in this battle is um, the people that we love the most sometimes will hate us. And uh, God's just asking us to, you know, know that, that is, that's part of the battle, part of the fight. And um, I think sometimes when we get in this fight, we don't sometimes have a mentality like our military does. We're very... Um, Self-preserving. Let me know what I'm talking about. We sometimes want to lick our wounds. We sometimes want to feel sorry for ourselves. We sometimes want to um, not attribute that as far part of the battle. It's just something we're going through. And church, I think what the Lord's trying to tell us through this is that actually is the battle. The battle is dealing with the hatred that people have for you, dealing with the fact that they want to consume you and they want to destroy you and they, you know, they are wolves that you're ministering to. And, uh, do you know how hard it is for a sheep to minister in the midst of a pack of wolves? Now, some of you have felt that strain before. Like Christmas is coming up. And as soon as I say Christmas, you picture the wolves coming in for you. <laughs> I mean, know what I'm talking about. And sometimes at work it feels that way. Man, I go to work and I share my faith and I can just sense. You know, I've been in those work environments where you can tell they want to put out your faith. They want to destroy your faith. And church, I just want to encourage you today with this message. This is the battle.
This is the mission field. This is what we've been called to do. This is why Jesus has taken us out of the safety of the sheep pen. And he's saying, I'm sending you. This it just blew my mind this week when I read it. I'm sending you in the midst of wolves as a sheep. I mean, that blows my mind. He's actually sending us into the midst of wolves um, as is represented. And the next thing is very interesting. This might be the hardest one of all. You're going to find out that they, number one, there will be men against you. Number two, they'll have hatred for you. And number three, they will slander you. This is interesting. A student is not above his teacher. A servant is not above his master. It is enough the student be like his teacher and the servant like his master. Then he goes on to say, if they called me Beelzebub, or Satan, or some of your versions will say a devil, guess what they'll do to you? And so Jesus is saying part of this mission, I mean, imagine, they're just standing there getting ready to go, 12 of them, to go on their first mission for Christ, and Jesus stands there and says, they'll slander you, they'll hate you, they'll come against you, you'll be like a sheep among wolves. And they really stresses the wisdom that you need to have when you walk among wolves. <laughs> a lamb chop among wolves. <laughs> and so church, we've got to be prayed up. We've got to be ready because these last days, these holidays that are coming up, if we don't have that peace of the Lord, you know, to go in those situations. Um, in fact, uh, I've hung on to this before in Matthew. On the slander part, he goes on to say, <clears throat> he starts giving encouragement and begins to say, um, in fact, in the next couple of verses, three times he says, do not be afraid. Which I find interesting because he's sending a lamb. Oh, thank you, my mouth's dry. My mouth's typically not dry, but it is today. So I find it really interesting that he says three different times there, don't be afraid. He says they're going to slander you. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more will the members of his household be called? He says, so, so, he goes, so, they'll slander you, they'll hate you, you'll be a lamb chop in the middle of the wolves. And he goes, so, I'm waiting to see the summary. Don't be afraid of them. For there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid. He says it again. That's the second time he said that. Of those who can kill your body but cannot kill your soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of the Father's care. Are you seeing this? And even the very heads, hairs on your head are all numbered. So what's he say again? 
So don't be afraid. You are worth many more. You are worth much more than the many sparrows. Hallelujah. God is saying, and I think this is really cool. See, sometimes we think God can only protect us when we're in the sheepfold. But He says, I will set up a table in the presence of your enemies. Those who are trying to eat you for lunch, don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. I'm going to send you in the middle of wolves and I'm going to protect you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And those are those great scriptures of if I take care of the sparrow, how much more am I watching over you? How many know that when we do God's mission, you get the real sense here that He's watching over us? He's like watching every moment of that mission. You say, well, man, Chad, I feel so hurt because my family turned their back on me. My family rejected me or people at work mock me or make fun of me or laugh at me or whatever they may do. And how many know that Jesus is just watching over that? Not only is He watching over that, He says that when they ask you something, don't even worry about it. He said because the Holy Spirit will give you the words from your Father on exactly what you're to say. Isn't it awesome that I can know that in the middle of you know, family that are trying to harm me and trying to hurt me, and, and, and church, don't hold it against them. I mean, no, that's the spirit that God wants to change. But that's the spirit that He sent us to. You know, a wolf has to be a wolf, but God can change that nature and change that person. But He's not going to do it unless we do the warfare the way that He asks us to do it. He wants us to come as a sheep. He wants us to be wise and not naive. He wants us to be gentle. He doesn't want us to come in like a war animal. I mean, no, we come in like a war animal sometimes. And um, and I don't know why, you know, I just sometimes, all week God just gives you a Scripture. And uh really didn't know why God gave me this Scripture until I preach it today. And I think it has to do with the holidays. I think it has to do with, you know, as we go into this season, uh, how many know the whole world right now is offended and stressed and, you know, and all these things, and God wants us to carry that message with us. You know, He wants us to have that message of peace. He wants to have that message even in the midst of devouring wolves. He wants us to know that we don't have to be afraid. One day, too, and this is the one thing you hold on to, especially in slander, it's kind of the hardest one. You know, because, you know, everybody's saying things about you and you got no way to correct the record and things are being said that are negative and God says, hey, one day the truth will be shouted from the rooftops. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to... It doesn't matter what people think about you in this world, church. How many know that God has a reward that's based on the truth? And one day the truth will be shouted from the rooftops. And so we don't have to go around defending our character. We don't have to go around defending our reputation. We just have to go around doing the work and the mission that God's called us to do. And I almost called this message spiritual veterans. But I didn't want to take away from Veterans Day. But you know, we need people that have served many years spiritually. Isn't it awesome to see people that came back and served their country? You know, they spent time away from their family. They spent time away. It could have been their own. They risked their lives. Some didn't make it back. But how many think it's awesome to have people that are spiritual veterans, you know, that have walked like a lamb, that have walked into that family, have taken abuse? You know, when you see veterans and people that have served in foreign wars as well, 
Um, you know, some of them bear the marks, you know, of war. You know, some don't have legs, some don't have arms. You know, some have lots of physical limitations because of the battle. And uh, Paul said, I bear the marks of Christ on my body. And uh, how many know what an honor it is to be able to represent Christ uh, to a dark and a dying world? And, uh, and I do. I, I believe that through faith we bear the marks. And as we go through our lives, we bear the marks of the testimony of Jesus Christ and being gentle among people that are trying to harm us. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this morning. <clears throat> Ryan, you can come on up. He's already up here. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, um, I thank you for helping me uh, with this message, Lord. And I just pray right now that you would uh, touch hearts. Um, Lord, I pray more than anything that we would uh, take to heart this call to our mission, Lord. Lord, I don't know who it's for this morning. Probably many people, Lord. But Lord, teach us to be gentle. Lord, teach us to be loving. Lord, teach us to be wise and shrewd, Lord. Oh, Lord, I just pray right now that You would equip Your body for those who, uh, those men who um, would come after them, Lord, for their faith. Lord, let them withstand it, Lord God, through, through Your Word. Lord, I pray that uh, the hatred that comes against them, Lord, that they would understand that they hated You first, Lord God, and it's You in them that they hate, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that against the slander. Lord, equip Your body as we go on our mission, Lord reach those in a dying world, Lord God. Help us. In your name we pray. In church, we're just going to worship together. If you need prayer for anything, I would just pray that um, as we think about this message, that uh, we would pray in our own lives. It's easy to say at church we're doing all these things, but it's a whole other thing on Monday morning. Hallelujah. It's a whole other thing when uh, people are coming against us and people are... Uh, the hatred comes and the slander comes and the, you know and you sense you know the um, you know you sense the um, tension in the air because you're a Christian and, and I just want to encourage you you're doing the right thing you're living for God you know you're going into those workplaces you're bringing that light of the Lord into that place and as the world grows darker and darker I mean no we need some spiritual veterans people that have served in battle and people that have served uh, in the midst of wolves. I like the idea of God setting a table in the midst of wolves and the sheep sitting at the head of the table. <laughs> I like that. I like that God will protect me anywhere I go with that gospel. And, and um, So church, let's just find a place and let's just say, God, make that me. Make that me. Hallelujah.
Spirit is the Lord. Title of the message, uh, Fulfilling Our Mission. Let's pray together that God will help us all. Um, I mean, oh, the Lord has only called you into your family. Hallelujah. So let's make sure that as we go to our families, as we go to our workplace, we all have a special, unique ministry. And Jesus is saying, this is how I want you to do it. Hallelujah. Go into the midst of wolves and and, uh, minister for me. Hallelujah. We can do that. We can love people and all that. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, anoint your people, Lord. Lord, I pray that they would fulfill that call, Lord. We would not turn back, Lord. We would uh, faithfully, Lord, faithfully live it out, Lord. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah. Bless your people, Lord. In your name.